Thanks for joining us here at Faith Assembly for our weekly podcast. We're so excited you're tuning in this week. To learn more about our church, you can visit us online at myfaithassembly.org. Join us live or connect with us on Facebook. Some two and a half years ago as we launched uh, Belvern and Valley Life, some of you may have not been with us at that time, but we were praying to God to give us a property, and in 2017, uh, we prophesied that God was going to provide that. Before the end of 2017, uh, we were holding the keys of a building that was more than what we imagined, because how many know he's a God who does exceedingly and abundantly above all that we could ask, think, or imagine? We're standing again at a place of believing God to do it again on a different scale. Today's Activate Sunday, and we're here today to give a vision and update uh, of where we are. Two years ago, we started uh, what was Activate as a desire and a purpose to move into more, as we were trusting God to move forward. What I want to do for the, the time here today is I want to take you on a journey, let you see where we are and how we got to where we are. Um, as we've been a church that for 42 years now has been with this desire to transform Fayette County by reaching people to reach their purpose. We're not the first, we're not the last, we're building on the groundwork of others who have gone before us and we get to be a part of what God is doing in this great place and in this great county. We started Activate with a desire to plan for the future. We always know in preparation that we honor God with where we are, but we know that God's not gonna stay where we are. We always wanna be available and ready ready to move into what he has for us next, because we believe he is a God who is always in motion, always moving, always working. Is there anybody who believes he's a God who's always moving, always working, always in motion, always setting things forward, that he's never stuck in any place, that he, his kingdom is advancing? So we know that here, and so we were preparing for the future, and so we started uh, Activate. We felt led to step in with Activate and the idea of moving into more, and the purpose of moving into more was so that we could create a space that would be more central centralized, more accessible, and more room. What that meant for us is more centralized would allow us to have a place where we could have all of our worship or all of our Sunday activities in one building, as opposed to kids' ministry in, in one building and our worship in another, that we could make it more centralized. Uh, we could also have a place that is more accessible, more accessible in that we would have a uh, easy access for everyone coming onto the property and make it easy for everyone to come through the same experience as opposed to currently eight different points of access that you could come on to our property and just making it more uh, accessible for folks and then also making it with more room. We had this desire and this plan and even a vision of what this might look like. And we began to, to dream and pray and develop in that direction. We started Activate, moving into more, with just this sense that God was calling some priests who would be like they were in Joshua's day, who would carry the Ark of the Covenant, the presence of the Lord. And in Joshua chapter three, it talks about the priests that God says to them that they're to carry the Ark of the Covenant. And when their feet touch the water, when they go into the water, that the water would stop and it would part and they would walk through on dry ground. And we were saying and believing that God was calling some of us to be first, that we would go first, that we would give. We, we, we believe that God's gonna do something. We don't know exactly what it is. We have an idea how many know God is always bigger than your ideas? He better be, or you need a bigger God. That, that he's always more than what we can imagine. We started in this journey, and many of you joined with us. We, we started in this process, and, and by the grace of God, there were those that, that came along, and over the last two years, we asked you to make a two-year commitment to journey with us in giving to Activate, which is above our 
weekly tithes and above our monthly missions offering, above those, those monies to give to the vision to activate. As Pastor Tim mentioned, we, we, we operate and, and just really cast vision for three, uh, three points of giving. One is our weekly tithe, 10% goes to God. And then above that is when we are actually giving, that goes to missions. And missions is the heartbeat of reaching lost people for Jesus because we believe that's the heartbeat of God and we want the heartbeat of God. And so our generosity, obedience is our tithe and our generosity is giving to missions, but then also catching vision. We give to our annual end of the year vision. And for the last two years, that's been activate, preparing for our next step moving forward. And so those of you that came along, uh, thank you because we got to, we, we saw to over $280,000 come in over the last two years for us to have resources and funds on hand to do the legwork and to share some of the information of where we are today. So thank you for your faithfulness in giving. And would you just join me in thanking God for the faithfulness of his people in giving above and beyond in this, this purpose. Here's what this has allowed us to do. This has allowed us to put almost $300,000 towards our planning for the future while also being a debt-free church. Come on, somebody thank God that we are debt-free. The reason we are is because we are building on the ground of those who have gone before us. They paved the way. They made the way. We now have resources and things because of their faithfulness. And now we're in a position that's different than when they were, not because we're better than them, but because we get to do with what they gave us. We get to have resources and build upon the place that they've set for us. We're now a, a church that is debt-free. We're paying ourselves a, uh, more than a $3 million mortgage. We're paying ourselves in preparation because all of that now is going into saving and building towards Activate. Now is taking and giving us more resources to prepare for that next step, whatever it's time. Today, I'm coming today and we're excited to share what that next step is gonna look like and how we're going forward. But let me tell you how we got to where we are. So we started this journey dreaming and I love dreaming. Dreaming's free. It's great to dream. So we got together and we dreamed, and over two years ago, we began to dream about what it might look like. Here's some of our early dreams of what, what, what might look like here at Faith Assembly. We knew that we needed a place that would have a bigger sanctuary, an area that would be connected. And so we already broke this into two phases because the first phase would build a connection lobby that would attach to our family life center. And then our second phase would be to build a sanctuary that would seat at least 600 people, giving us double capacity. We right now seat just around 300 or just under 300 seats in this sanctuary. And that would give us double capacity, which if you're going to spend money to do anything, you might as well make it at least that, that, that worth your while of that to be able to have some expansion. So we had all of this together and planning and dreaming. The resources that you made available through Activate allowed us to begin the process with construction drawings, to have engineering, and to do the legwork to really look. And our goal was to master plan what this property would look like. We didn't want to just step into a next phase or into something next. We wanted to have a master plan of what this place could look like what we could do. And so in that process, we began to draw uh, some ideas. And here is the, the first uh, drawing or idea or sketch of what our connection lobby was going to look like. And so we were able to put money into, into getting those sketches, getting resources. We had construction drawings. And in the process of construction drawings, we learned that it, this building was too big for the ground. 
But we realized and found out that this building was too big. And because it was too big, it cost more money to have footers and things that were in the ground. And so we had to come back with a revision. How many know that sometimes the first thought doesn't always pan out the way you thought it would be? And so you go with the flow. And so this was our second, our revision of what we might make the connection lobby look like. And I got to be honest with you, I like this one even better. We thought, okay, we made the, 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 the roof lower. There's not as much weight. We took the, some, the materials are different. So now we won't have to put as big of footers or as many retaining walls. It'd be a little different. And then we found out in February that what we were hoping would be a phase one around $3 million because we're already preparing and saving and paying a $3 million mortgage. We're, we're already stepping in that direction, prepared for that. We learned that this phase one project would cost $4.8 million. We found that in, in the early part of, or in the end of February. But I love that God always goes before us. Because at the beginning of February, we had our week of refresh. And you might remember that that week of refresh, our friend Gerald Murphy was with us. And as he and a, another friend were in on a Tuesday night, they, as they were speaking, uh, he shared a word that the Lord had given him. And at the beginning of February, he shared the word. And the word was this. And his word that he spoke over this church was, when I say pivot, get ready to pivot. That God is saying there's a pivot that's coming. And when that pivot comes, get ready to pivot. That was the beginning of February. The end of February, we learned that this building is going to cost over $4 million, almost $5 million to move forward. And we sensed in that moment that this was God's word for us to pivot and begin to shift and begin to look in a different direction. That looking in a di different direction was something for us that we knew was bigger than where we were. We knew that God was putting in our heart to move into more, move into more, making it more centralized, more accessible, and more room for faith assembly. But this pivot no longer emphasized faith assembly, it started to emphasize Fayette County. We stepped back and said, what if what we're building is not about making our property better? What if what God wants to do is about doing something centralized and accessible and more room in the heart of Fayette County? And we began to look for property. We began to pray, we began to call, we began to have conversations, we began to dream, we began to consider what could this look like? Because the heart of this has always been Fayette County. The heartbeat of, our, of who we are as a church has always been for Fayette County. In fact, I can say this with confidence today, and I think I'm among friends, and you still love me, and you know my heart when I say this. God didn't bring me here for Faith Assembly. God brought us here for Fayette County. That the heartbeat of what God wants to do is not about a church. It's about a church impacting the community. Fayette County is not here for us. We are here for Fayette County. We are here to reach in to the places of Fayette County. That's the heartbeat that God has put on us. And so as we've looked at this, we said, yes, we believe that God can do something here. And so we, we stepped back from the plans, not because we don't think God could provide. How many know almost $5 million? That's, that doesn't sound right to us because that's a lot of money to put into the ground here for phase one. But how many know $5 million isn't the problem for God? There is nothing that our God can't do. It wasn't about the money. It was about us recognizing and saying, okay, God, what do you want to do with the heart and the vision that you've given us? What is it that you want to put in place? We began to look. Uh, we began to dream because the heartbeat has been about Fayette County. 
I was reminded in this that uh, it was March of 2013. I had said to the Lord on a prayer morning, it was either a Tuesday or Thursday morning prayer because that's when we pray in the sanctuary, which by the way, Tuesdays and Thursdays from seven to 9 a.m., if you're available, it's not a come and stay, it's a come and go as that works. But as we pray in this place, that is where things happen because we are people who pray and we're a church that prays. If we're not praying, how many know we're not doing anything? It's in the presence of God that he directs us. It was in a prayer gathering and, and at that time, it was just the custodian and I. Uh, that was all that was uh, coming to the prayer meeting in the, those early years in 2013 on a march. And I said to the Lord that morning, if we walk it, will you give it to us? I began to pray for Fayette County. If we walk it, will you give it to us? And so that same week, Pastor Ken Walls, who is a, a pastor in our community, he would carry the cross through Fayette County around Easter. He was driving by one day. He said, I felt led to stop by and invite you. I haven't done this for a while, but I thought I was supposed to invite you. Would you be interested in doing the crosswalk with me this year? In March of 2013, how many know it wasn't a coincidence that I said, God, if we walk it, will you give it to us? And another pastor says, hey, the Lord told me to stop by and ask you if you wanted to take a walk with me. How many know God wasn't just in a coincidence? God was stirring our heart, and we began. We did that for a couple years. Some of you in this room went on a crosswalk with us. We began to carry the cross that first year in 2013. We took a two-day journey and walked 40 miles from Point Marion, Pennsylvania to Ross Traver, Pennsylvania. I know we went beyond the border of Fayette County because we said, God, go even beyond, go further, go beyond where we are. We prayed, God, if we walk it, will you give it to us? And our heart began to burn and began to pray for Fayette County. And from there is where Love Fayette, even before that Love Fayette began, we were gathered on a, on a summer evening. My first uh, year here, it would have been the, the summer of 2011. And on a Wednesday night with that Bible study, we cast vision that our heart is for Fayette County. It's about Fayette County. It's about reaching Fayette County. And we asked the question at the end of that gathering, what do we call this? We need an umbrella. We need a rallying call. We need something that we can come under and say. And it was Terry Kryzak in that Wednesday night, in that Wednesday night Bible study who said, what about Love Fayette? And the moment she said Love Fayette, it was like, that just rolls so well. That became the umbrella and the, and the identity, the rallying call of who we are as churches. Because when I came here, God gave strategy and vision, because how many know God will give you strategy to do the vision that he's put in your heart? And the Lord told me three things. At the time, I thought it was just my personal calling, but recently the Lord has really put in perspective, it's not just what God has called me to do in addition to being the pastor, it's really how he's called me to pastor this church is to be leaders in Fayette County and to have influence and to see God do things of significance. The Lord gave me strategy years ago that we were to build relationship with the local churches, with the local leaders, the community leaders, and with businesses, we started with churches. We are more connected as churches. I've got, you can come here and tell me you used to go to so-and-so's church and you don't like going there anymore. And I'll say to you, that's my friend. I've already had breakfast with him, lunch with him, or her, or whoever that is. We have relationship. You know why? Because we are united body of Christ. Because that's the body of Christ flowing and operating together. We're going to accomplish a lot more. If we cast our, our lines and cross and make nets, we can catch a lot more fish than with single poles. And so we built relationships all across the county. And so we're building relationships. We connected with local leaders and, and having influence and trying to, to, to build influence and relationship, not to have anything more than to be able to say, we want to pastor this community and let Fayette County be known for something different than what it's been known for in the past. And God has given us inroad. We prayed in this picture of what this might look like. We said that this is no longer about what God wants to do at Faith Assembly, it's what God wants to do in Fayette County.
And so we began calling. We began dreaming. I took rides with people to places I hoped they knew they were going where they were going because I had no idea. I got to see different parts of Fayette County. I got to see Fayette County from different angles, high points in different areas. We walked through woods. We made phone calls to people. We made phone calls to people who would never return our call and probably think I have no reason calling them or any business reaching out to them. But we're knocking on every door, picking up every phone, and putting everything in motion to allow God to do whatever God wants to do. We've looked at places like the mall because there's not much else going on at the it's owned by a company in New York and so they haven't decided what they want to do with it yet we've looked at places like the Laurel Mall in fact uh, local leaders called us and said hey have you considered the Laurel Mall we've prayed and we've looked and we've 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 brainstormed we've done all all of these things of just asking we've not made any decision except that we're saying God make it clear and you'll order our steps and you'll lead us. And here's in the process of leading, here's what we know for a fact. We know for a fact that it's not feasible, or it is feasible, but it's difficult to build a bigger building on the side of a hill. We've also found out that, and we know for a fact, that the ground here is not the best to build on um, because it requires more footers and retaining walls because it's the side of a hill and the dirt is not the best quality. It doesn't compact the best, and so all of that goes into it. We also know that our traffic, uh, our access of traffic, that as we grow and as we add more cars, it doesn't make our traffic any smoother or any different. We're stuck. We, we've actually explored, even years before this, we've explored different points of trying to come in on different, different roads, different areas. And all of those things have not opened up opportunity. And that's been all right because we said, God, you know what you're doing and we're waiting on you. And so we began to dream. And in the meantime, we've been dreaming. Okay, if it's not here... Because of that activate money, it's allowed us to put together plans. We've dreamed about what would it look like if we took an existing building and refurbed it and turned it into a space. Here's some of the dreams of what we've looked at and some ideas that we've gotten together. And we've looked, what would it look like if we could take some existing, either an existing place or find property, whatever it would be, to take at least a 30,000 square foot space and turn it into a worship center, to a place where we could meet in one building, easy access and more space and more room. These are some of the things that we've looked at. We even put together some sketches of what the inside might look like, just some plans of how we might lay out a large corridor and a lobby, how we might lay out a sanctuary that would seat at least 600 people, a kid's space that would be for every age and growing, and even a, a next-gen area, as well as offices, and looking at the idea we could take an existing space and repurpose it, or we could find an area, whatever it might be, that God would give us whatever it is that God would have for us. And we're in this process of waiting. How many have learned that sometimes waiting is the hardest thing to do? Sometimes it can be hard to wait because we know God has given us a vision, but we want it to be clear. It reminds me of Exodus chapter 33. Exodus chapter 33, Moses is leading the people. He's already taken them out of Egypt, and now they're going into the promised land. God says to them, hey, it's time to go. The beginning of chapter 33 says, get up and lead the people on. And Moses is like, wait a minute, I'm not going anywhere because it hasn't gone the best for me so far. 
Moses, before this, had gone up to Mount Sinai. He led the people out of Egypt. They're traveling. He goes to Mount Sinai. And if you remember, he goes to Mount Sinai. And as he's out at Mount Sinai, the Lord gives him, gives him words and gives him things. If you know what he went to Mount Sinai for, most people would say Moses went to Mount Sinai to get the Ten Commandments. That's not it. We miss the main reason why Moses went to Mount Sinai. Moses went to Mount Sinai because it's there that God gave him the blueprint for the tabernacle. It was on Mount Sinai. Before God ever gave him the Ten Commandments, he gave him the blueprint for the tabernacle. Why? Because God has always been about creating a place to meet with his people. He's always been about creating the place to meet with people, to have a place to commune. And so Moses goes up with God and meets with God for 40 days. And while he's up there, God downloads. This is what the tabernacle is. This is, this is how the priests are to carry the ark. This is how you're supposed to do this. And he puts it all together. And this, this will be guidelines for you to help you. Thou shalt not. And then he chisels out on stone. And so Moses comes down the mountain with the blueprints for the tabernacle and with the stones that have chiseled out the plans of God. When he gets down the mountain, what does he find? He finds a group, the whole Israelite camp, dancing and partying around a golden calf. They all took off their earrings and threw it into the fire. And out came this calf, according to Aaron. So the story goes. Moses comes down and says, what are you doing? And their response was, you were taking too long. It wasn't coming along quick enough. We got tired of waiting. And in the process, we did something else. Our leadership team has determined before God, God, we will not get tired of waiting before we just do something. We will not just do something else in lieu of we're tired of waiting. No, God, we want you to go before us. Here's what, what it says in Exodus chapter 33, and I want you to hear this as this is kind of setting the stone, the, the course of, of where we're going and what we're believing God for. In Exodus 33, verse 12, it says, One day Moses said to the Lord, You have been telling me, this is recently after he comes back and finds the Israelites doing their own thing, doing whatever they want. Moses is a little bit discouraged. How many have ever been discouraged? You've been discouraged in the process. You ever been in a place you thought it'd be further along by now? You thought you'd be at a different place? You thought you'd be? How many know sometimes the temptation then is to make it fit the way you think it should go? But the heartbeat of God, and when we have a heart after the Lord, it's to say what Moses says. And here's what Moses says. You have been telling me, take these people up to the promised land, but you haven't told me whom you will send with me. You've told me I know you by name and I look favorably on you. If that is true, that you look favorably on me, then let me know your ways so I may understand you more fully and continue to enjoy your favor. And remember that this nation is your very own people. He's saying to God, okay, you know my name and you've given me favor, but here's what I don't know. Who's gonna go with me? Okay, I know you're going to lead. I know that you, you have a purpose because you know my name. And if you know my name, then you have a purpose for me. So you know that. And, and I know you've given me favor. But who's going, going to go with me? And the Lord says in verse 14, the Lord replied, I will personally go with you. How many know it doesn't get any better than that? Who are you going to send? Well, I sent Aaron with you to go to Pharaoh. But this time I'm with you. I'm with, I was with you then, but you didn't trust me. And so I gave you Aaron because you didn't think you were good enough. 
You, you didn't think me in you was enough, so I gave you Aaron. But this time, I want you to know that I am enough in you. He says, I will go with you. I will personally go with you. I will give you rest. Everything will be fine for you. I love that. When as I read that, I said, God, I thank you that this journey is restful because we don't have to produce it. You will. We don't have to make this happen. How many know you can rest whenever you know it's not up to you? How many know if the buck stops here, you don't rest as much? I found that out. Leadership was always easier from the second chair. I'll give you a little bit of a confession. I've uh, worked with my dad, and there were times, I can, I can say this with my dad and I have a very good relationship. There were moments I would leave church as I was working with dad, and I would say, why doesn't he do it different? And then I became a pastor. That's why. Because <laughs> it's a lot easier doing it when you don't have anything on the line. It's easier when you get to be the armchair quarterback. When you get to say what should have happened, what, how many know what I'm talking about? And this is Moses, he's, he, the Lord is saying, I'm gonna give you rest because you're gonna feel like you have to do something, but all you have to do is trust me. Jesus said to those who, who, were, who he fed with the, the 5,000 uh, that he fed, they said, teach us how to do miracles like this. And Jesus said, the only work you need to do is to believe in the one who the Father sent. To just believe in the one who he sent to be with you, that you can rest. It's not ours. He says, everything will be fine for you. Then Moses said, if you don't personally go with us, don't make us leave this place. I'm not going anywhere if you don't go up with us. Moses saying to God, I'm not going anywhere if you don't go ahead of us. How will anyone know that you look favorably on me and on your people if you don't go with us? For your presence among us sets your people and me apart from all other people on the earth. Did you hear that? It's the presence of God that sets us apart. A building will not set us apart. How many know a building is great? But let's just be honest. Anything new can become old. But the only thing that's new and never gets old are the mercies that are new every morning and the well that never runs dry and the everlasting provision of our, how many have tasted of a, of, a, of a goodness and a God who never gets old, never runs dry? How many would say today it's still new and bubbling up inside of you like it did on the first day? Anybody? Some of you need refilled again. You need to get, because there, there is that spring that never runs dry. The only thing that's gonna transform is not a building, not a program. It's gonna be people having an encounter with Jesus Christ. But God will give us the resources for that. He says that his presence is the only way. Moses says that it's your presence that sets us apart from everyone else. Verse 17, the Lord replied to Moses, I will indeed do what you have asked, for I look favorably on you and I know you by name. Moses responded, then show me your glorious presence. The Lord replied, I will make all my goodness pass before you and I will call out my name Yahweh before you for I will show mercy to anyone I choose and I will show compassion to anyone I choose. I don't know if you caught that. He says to him, he says, my goodness is going to go ahead of you. And by the way, that word goodness, when I looked it up, it means, here is the definition, property and provision. There's, a, there's more wrapped into it, but what he was saying to him was, I'm calling you to get the land and to go, and because I'm calling you, I'm gonna provide for you because I am giving you everything you need in the process. I will give, I, goodness will go ahead of you. And then he says as well, he says that his presence, that goodness will go ahead of him and that his glory will be provided, that he'll see the glory of the Lord. Our greatest desire is not to have a building our greatest desire is not to just have a new location. Our greatest desire is to see the glory of the Lord move upon Fayette County like never before. That's the heartbeat. Does it consist of a building? We believe so. 
And so we are, we are praying, and as we're believing and moving forward, I wish I could say to you today, hey, the phone call came through, that opportunity's opening up, that property's moving on that end, this is where, I wish I could stand before you today and say that's where we're going. But we don't know exactly where we're going, but here's what we know. God has given us a desire and a call and a passion to reach Fayette County with the good news of Jesus Christ. It will always be about Fayette County. Then it goes back to this reminding us of where we are and what God has given us. We're still preparing for a building. We're still setting aside the activate money that was given. That's gonna still set aside and be untouched except for this progress, the process of finding and moving forward on new property. And we're also gonna continue to that, setting aside a mortgage that we're paying ourselves on a $3 million loan. We're gonna keep setting money aside because by God's grace, we're blessed. But if you remember, the Lord called us to River Wake about the end of the summer. And River Wake was what God put in our heart to reach out to Point Marion, to Brownsville, and to Bel Vernon. We were in this place that when the pivot happened, we actually asked God and said, God, does the pivot mean that we're not supposed to build, we're supposed to just go plant campuses around Fayette County? Because that's always been something in our heart. You may or may not know, we got to do that with Crosspoint, uh, which is a, a church in Carmichael's, Pennsylvania. That was a church that was, that was birthed out of here, that uh, the pastor of Crosspoint was a student of our youth ministry, or is, was a student of our youth ministry, was a part of our team, and launched there. That church is now reaching about 300 people on a weekly basis. It was a church getting ready to close, but now it is reaching and growing. We knew that that was the first step, that we were gonna do that again. We knew that was something God was gonna put in our heart to help launch and help send out and to help move this in action. We asked God, do we do this instead of building? I was away uh, uh, for uh, the summer on a trip and we're visiting at another church in another state having worship and all together just a separate place. But I knew in my spirit as I was worshiping, I could not, it doesn't matter, it's just in me. My heart beats for Fayette County. And I began in that worship service in another state, in another church, began to just pray, God, would you pour out? And I felt the Lord say, I'm raising up a river. I'm causing a river to rise up. And the Lord spoke to me, Monongahela. I gotta be honest with you. I'm like, I know we have one of those in Fayette County. I know it goes through, but I don't know what Monongahela means. Many of you know, I then, after the worship service, I went right to what's Monongahela. It means falling banks. Immediately, the Holy Spirit said, I'm tearing down, I'm causing a river of my presence to tear down the strongholds, and I'm causing a work of my spirit throughout Fayette County, and there's going to be a Monongahela of my presence. We began in that belief and that, that desire. The Lord's brought us back to that because two things the Lord has spoken to us is these two phrases we felt, both and and in the meantime. Both and because we were asking ourselves, do we just put off building and just plant campuses? That same week of River Wake, I got a text message from a friend of mine who is a good pastor and uh, pastors in the county. He's one of those pastors that he'll send me a message and he operates in just the gift of, of, of prophecy. He's the week of River Wake. He says to me, uh, he says, Jason, uh, you've been on my mind all morning. I've been praying for you and the Lord gave me a word I need to share with you. And he said, you've been asking the Lord, do I stay or do I go? Is it this or is it that? And the Lord wants you to know it's both. And he says, I don't know what it is. He said, all I know is it's a three-day journey. Well, guess what we were about to do the next week? Point Marion, 
Brownsville, and Bell Vernon. Immediately we knew that was a word that the Lord was speaking, that you're in the right direction, that there's a three-day journey, and we did Riverwake. And as we did Riverwake, we knew in our spirit that God was going to lead us to eventually set some things in motion, even to the point that we started, we, we were already having conversations, just praying and putting that before God. And this is what the Lord has spoken to us, that it's both and, and in the meantime. So our leadership team has decided on 20, in 2022 that apart from Activate, Activate is gonna keep being what it is. My wife and I, Jody, have already decided we're gonna keep giving to Activate. We've already come to our two-year commitment, but we just believe in what God's gonna do in the future, and so we're gonna keep giving to Activate, and that money's gonna be set aside, and we're gonna keep believing God for that to set up. But our, our leadership team has committed for 2022 to invest $100,000 within our budget and in our planning that $100,000 in 2022 will be going to help start ministries in Point Marion, in Brownsville, and in Bell Vernon. That we're going to launch this, not to take the place of expanding, but to know that there's something in the heart of God. When you take care of God's heart, he'll, or God's business, he'll take care of yours. Us building a building, that's not ours. We can rest. God will do that. He's called us to reach Fayette County, to reach lost people, to reach people to reach their purpose. We never want to get our eyes on a building and off of lost souls. We never want to put our eyes on something temporary and lose sight of what the big picture. If we keep our eyes on the big picture, that it's always about declaring the hope of Jesus and reaching lost people, you better believe God will cause provision and make provision happen. I believe God's going to send millions of dollars our way. You say, who do you think you are? I believe that we are, we are children of the Most High God who's called us with a mission, and he'll give us what we need to accomplish the task he's given us. We believe that God would make us debt-free in seven years. He made us debt-free. We paid off a a million plus dollar loan, we're debt free. We're believing again that God's gonna give us millions of dollars because at this point, we know we at least need five. And we believe God is able to do that. I believe that God knows how to bring favor and bring things about. And I realize some of that is thinking, how in the world does all of this work? But we know that there's a God who's able to make the impossible possible. And so we're going to launch, and here's the excitement. We've already been talking through and planning in networking in these three communities, these beautiful river towns. There's so much beauty around Fayette County that I don't even know if we recognize it. Fayette County has such a, a, a beautiful history and, and uh, I, I wanna just encourage you. Here, here's some of the things that we're looking at. We're, gonna, we're looking at planting in Point Marion a Converge Ministry Center. And the reason it's called Converge is because Converge means to come together to a point, just like the beautiful Cheat River and the Monongahela River that come together right at Point Marion and they converge. It's also Converge is the definition of hope is, or the definition of faith is where hope and reality converge when they come together to a point. And so our DNA is going to be in, in Point Marion through the Converge Ministry Center. We're looking for a storefront property that we can, that we can move into that we can love on, beautify, and reach out and provide a tangible and practical ministry center to the needs. We want to find out what are the needs of the community, and we're going to pull together the resources we have to meet the needs of that community and see ministry launch right there in Point Marion. And then up the river, we're going to go into Brownsville, and this has been a talk of, that we've had for a, a number of years of launching a church, and in some regards, relaunching an Assembly of God church in Brownsville, Pennsylvania, on the western side of our county 
that is not too far from one of the state schools in our state, California University, that we want to launch a church there and literally call it Launch Point Church, that the launch point for new people who are launching into a new season of their life or a new life, that they would have a new launch just like Brownsville was the place for a new launch when Lewis and Clark set off to, on an expedition to explore the new land to an area that was unknown. We want to create a launch point for people who are either young or old or whatever that don't know the hope of Jesus Christ. And so we want to see a new church, a campus developed there in Bel Vernon. We're going back to where this all began because in 2017, on New Year's Day of 2017, we prophesied and declared that God was going to give us a piece of property that year to create a home for men who need to recover and get back on their feet because they burned so many bridges and they need to start up again. By the end of that year, we were given keys to three quarters of a block in downtown Bel Vernon that consisted of a church, five apartments. You saw some of it. We came back to it. God told us to start a home and later we'd start a church. We hear the Lord saying, now's the time. Now's the time. So we're gonna start a Tuesday night church in Bel Vernon in that property. We already have it. We're gonna launch a church that when it's time, it'll grow, it'll develop and we'll send it off and then they'll start Sunday services down the road. But all of these will be connected to our, to our church, to Faith Assembly, that it'll be a network of relationships, of resources and together we're going to reach out into Fayette County while we continue to prepare and plan and wait on God to give us the next for where he's moving us. This is where we are in two years of Activate. We're not where we started, but we're coming back to where we began and recognizing it's time to set a new course and set in new direction. Hey, Maddox, what's up? Well, you got your Bible? Well, you want to preach? Oh, well then... Let me give you a microphone, man. Here, here we go. I know. Come on up here, man. We should. We're gonna go back. Yeah, put your Bible up there. You brought your Bible with you because you had something you wanted to preach from. All right, you got to use your microphone. It's on. Say hi to everybody. Hi. I asked Maddox to join me today because Maddox, two years ago, how old are you, Maddox? Five. Five. So two years ago, Maddox, you were three. Yes. Maddox was the first person to give to Activate two years ago. Yeah, yeah. So Maddox started, he was the first one to give. That Sunday when we launched it, we said we're going to give. And uh, Maddox, you, you gave, I don't know if you know this, Maddox, but uh, you would bring, obviously you brought money in. Where did you bring the money? From home. Where did you put the money when you brought it in? Who'd you give it to? High five Jesus. High five Jesus, yeah. There's a, uh, uh, a home interior or whatever this, deck, this statue is, and it's of Jesus standing there like welcoming children. I called it high five Jesus, and so then the kids are coming to my office. When they come and go, I say, give Jesus a high five. Well, mom and dad gave him money to give to Jesus, and one day he brought it to the office, and they said, what are you doing with this money here? And he said, I'm giving it to high five Jesus. So for the last two years, he's been bringing his money to high five Jesus. That's what we call it, high five Jesus. But that money goes to Jesus. And Maddox, do you know that you have given $101 to activate to be a part of this next work that God is doing? So to just honor that, I asked Maddox to come and share uh, just because... We're, we're here in this moment. So, Maddox, but you wanted to preach. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to hold you back, man. What do you, so, what do you want to preach about? Daniel in the lion's den. Daniel in the lion's den. 
man, I, I know that story. So you have your Bible over there, but you have it memorized? You already know it? All right, so tell me about Daniel. What did Daniel do? He got thrown in the lion's den. He got thrown in the lion's den? Yes. Why did Daniel get thrown in the lion's den? Because he was praying. Whoa, 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 whoa. Because he was praying? Yes. Wait, so he prayed and it made him go in the lion's den? Yes. I don't know if I want to pray. That's scary. Yeah. So he goes to the lion's den. That's not good. So what happened? The lion, wait a minute. The lions didn't eat him? Yes. Why didn't the lions eat him? Because he, uh, God sent an angel. So when God sent an angel, the angel was with Daniel, and the angel helped Daniel get out of the lion's den. Yes. Yeah. So who will help us? Who's going to help us? God. You think he'll send angels to help us? Yes. Yeah. So is it going to be hard? No. Oh, goodness. Lord, give me faith like a child. You're sure? Yes. It's going to be easy? Yes. Why? Okay. You seem confident. Yes. What? What makes you say it's going to be easy? Mm. Why is it going to be easy? What should we do? Mm, pray. Okay. Because if we pray, God will send angels. Yes. He'll send us what we need. Yes. Maddox, you started this. So this is our last Sunday of Activate. We ready to pray? Yes. Okay. So we're going to start churches in Point Marion. Do you know where Point Marion is? No. Should we put a church there? Yes. Do you know where Brownsville is? No. Should we put a church there? Yes. Have you ever been to Bel Vernon? No. What do you think we put a church in Bel Vernon? A church? Yeah. Sound good? Yes. I don't know what all God's going to do. Here's all I know. The target is Fayette County, and the arrow is the next generation. All I know is that I want to show a generation how to have faith and trust in a God who can do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we could ask, think, or imagine. I want to say to a next generation, you've had tens of thousands of teachers and I've become your father through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Therefore, follow me as I follow Christ. Let's teach a generation how to step out in faith, how to trust God. And so when they look back, they won't say, boy, how creative our parents were. They'll look back and say, look what they did with so little. Look what they did with so little because there was a God. If you would have seen this place 40 plus years ago, it was a hill with woods. And now, look what they did with such little. Now we have more than what they had, but it's still little because the need is still great. But oh, that Fayette County might see what we're able to do 
and the next generation see what we're able to do with such little. Would you stand with me and with Maddox? Maddox, thanks for telling us about Daniel. The worship team's gonna sing this song and I'm gonna invite you to help us start a new fire. I shared this story briefly that a number of years ago, our church was attempted to be burned down and someone put a fire in an offering offering plate. They broke into our church and they started a fire in an offering plate in the back. And if you look under the carpet, which you can't, but you'll see a mark that was a burn mark left there from when they broke in, started a fire. You know what I think we ought to do? I think we ought to break into the enemy's camp and start a fire and leave a mark in Fayette County with the next generation. And so what I want to invite you to do, it's River Wake and it's Activate. It's both and. And in the meantime, and in the meantime, so I'm going to invite you, there's offering envelopes and there's a connect card. If the Lord has you to give, someone said to me, they said, I'm going to bring my last offering to Activate and I'm going to bring it forward and put it in the offering. That's great. But maybe today you take a connect card and you'd say, I'm in. I'm praying, I'm believing, I'm a part of this. Because the Bible said, and Moses said, I'm not going if your presence doesn't go before. And the Lord said, my goodness will go ahead of you. And I'll provide, and I'll make it possible. Would you pray with us today? And I'm gonna invite you just to respond, because I feel like something like this is a response. Saying, God, I'm in. Whether it's on that connect card, just writing that, that I'm in, or I'm praying, I want to be a part of this, or it's giving to activate or to River Wake, whatever it is, we're advancing the kingdom and being a part of what God is doing, both and, and in the meantime.